Uh, hey, we are back. Thank you all for listening. We have two mics. Two mics. Two mics. We are middle-aged and mediocre with two mics, though. Multiple mics. So our mediocrity is uh, we're starting to get – we're improving. I, what I say? 2.7% less mediocre? I mean, we're definitely improving on our yeah. mediocrity. So sure. we're going up in the ranks. Uh but, the, I mean, that does not mean we're going up in the listens, unfortunately. Let's not get into that right now, guys. Let's not start off with <laughs> I'm Cash. I'm Joel. That's Joel. Uh, we are here with another episode of Middle Age and Mediocre. Like I said, episode 12. I don't know if I said that or not. You said it to me before we started. That's right. Yep. So, uh, I say a lot of things to you before we start. You say yeah. a lot of things. And I'm not going to save it. Uh, don't. You say, yep. I said I won't. You won't. So I won't. Uh, episode 12, a dozen. Hey, guys, we're back. 30 dozen, middle-aged, mediocre, and multiple mics. That's right, two mics. We thought we were going to have to go back to one already. Yeah. But then we realized we just got to, it was super easy to fix. But yeah, we got. For Josh, uh, for cash. I got shit taped up under the table. Yep, like, you drilled holes. Wiring, I drilled holes. Into my feet, I can't leave now. I'm bolted to the floor. It was easier to bolt you to the floor <laughs> than a mic. I understand. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> um. Yeah, so, <laughs> this podcast, uh. Not to really get to anything, but we uh, we're gonna just watch wrestling a lot. Mm-hmm. We realized real quick that eh, yeah, it was not fun. Like I mean, it was all right. It was I, all right, but I didn't really like. It was just if we, if we if we did it, we did it. If it's we the did, same episode basically. Yeah, you know. Uh, we so like, we decided. Tommy Dreamer. It was like the same. Anyways, Steve Carino. We decided. Uh, I'm into a bunch of weird shit and like murders and unexplained murders and. UFO shit. Unsolved mysteries. Weird stuff. Stuff like that, yeah. yeah. So, uh, there's a bunch of random shit I've... Random stories I've been interested in for a long time that I don't know if Joel knows about or not. Probably not. So, we thought... Let's just assume Joel doesn't know. That's what I've been doing. I've okay, assumed good. that good. you don't know how to work the internet. I, I, you try to explain like what you do for the speakers, and I just... It's white noise You passed out. <laughs> it, it was, did. Well, I, it's... I faked it. I was hoping you would stop telling me about it. Oh uh, well, now that you told me, <laughs> so what I do is <laughs> I'll stab I'll myself it again. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah, I do kind of just assume you don't know what the stories are going to be. Most of the time, I don't. Yeah. Um. So we thought, hey, I'll tell Joel the story. Uh, if somebody out there hasn't heard it, you can learn about it with Joel. But we'll Joel react. reacts. Joel jo- is a comedian. <laughs> Joel reacts. Uh, Joel's a comedian. So while I'm talking about. These horrible, awful deaths. Uh, <laughs> I, I can make fun of it. Joel can make fun of it. <laughs> I mean, I try to keep it like way, like back. respectful in a respectful way. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like I was gonna do. Like I've thought about some like recent stuff. Yeah, it might be and a I'm little like, weird. Nah, I think I'm gonna keep it like before like like 1920s, like, 1915s. Nothing past the 80s. Like you even go that far? Like, do we want to keep it like? <sighs> I, yeah, because I could probably I probably heard of stuff from like the seventies and on because I like murder, yeah. I like all that stuff. So I mean, I have serial killer books so and like 60s you know, and back. Yeah, I would say fifties and back, sixties okay. and back. Yeah, like early sixties. That shit didn't the, the times it didn't matter. Right. You know, no one listening right now was born in the sixties. Well, I mean, really, back when like all that happened was people got murdered. Yeah, so and that's what we talked about. Yeah, you could just get away with it, like unless you're caught in the act. Or like you know, that's about the way, or confess, like that's how you were getting caught. And sometimes even then they were at like, the time. Now they can go back and they're like, man, good thing we saved this semen we found. Right. God, George seemed weird at the time, but I think if people just quit uh, jerking off when they murder, <laughs> they there'd be a lot less. You uh, make it sound so easy, <laughs> but goddamn, when you're in the moment, you know. So I read, 
I've read my books. Uh, <laughs> no, but I like, yeah, allegedly. this is what we do. Allegedly. Uh, <laughs> and then, of course, uh, one of the things we're going to start doing is Joel wants to present a story, too, but unfortunately... He only knows about movies. Yeah, books so, about movies. Like a son of a bitch, he tried to pass off Die Hard as an original <laughs> story to me. It's my favorite movie. So he's going to try to s- now uh, like describe a plot of a movie. Yep. But kind of like last week, he pretty much got me. I got Half-baked. Uh, yeah. You so they me, were in a gang. You gave me a good, you gave me the abracadabra, but that led me to like a whole different clue. <laughs> so like I didn't technically use the clue you were giving me. Yeah. Kind of. Look, I'm one and zero. Is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. So, uh, as long as you're keeping score, yeah, I'm keeping score. I always keep the score. I don't keep so, score. I'm just here to have just fun. Just here to have fun. Yeah, man. Son of a bitch. It's about the friendship we're building right now. Okay. All right. Just. Uh, I'm hoping by the next episode you'll let me turn around though and look at you while we record. Mm. That's the one thing about the two mics. I don't understand why I have to be facing this door. It's good but, to have hope. Yeah, yeah, that's all I can say. I'd like to think by the second episode I'll turn around. Turn around. And I can, we can. <laughs> you can think, you can think all you want. <laughs> okay, episode twelve. Uh, I think we're gonna get into this story. Let's do it. So, this week's story, uh, we're out of the twenties. So I think we're this, in the twenties right now. It's twenty twenty, two thousand twenty. Oh shit, we are in the fucking twenties. Yep, roaring. Holy shit. So we're out of the nineteen twenties. Okay. Uh, we've been there for a little bit. A little bit. Some of in, well, it seems like that's when all the murders happened. <laughs> uh, but we've moved up. We are uh, starting out April 18th, 1943. All right. Four teenage boys were out in the woods hunting. The four boys, Robert Hart, Tommy Willits, Bob Farmer, and Fred Payne. Bob and Fred's funny names for boys. Uh, These were originally the Beatles, a little in fact. (laughs) Um, Those all sound like they could be uh, wrestling jobbers. Tommy, Bob, Fred. Robert Hart, yeah, Tommy Willits, Bob Farmer, and Fred Payne. <laughs> Bob Farmer. Yeah, those are all. Like, Where's this at? Uh, we are in Russia. His no. name sound Russian. Uh, we are in the UK. So there's a couple words in here that I got to try to. There's at least one that I'm gonna. It's gonna be a shit fest <laughs> when I get to it. Is okay. Sh- is it sheet fest? <laughs> uh, when okay, so they were wandering through the woods hunting. Uh, in a place called Hagley Wood, H A G L E Y Wood, very British. Wood Hagley, uh, which is reportedly an eerie spot. Anyways, especially at night, it has a reputation for strange events happening there. There's a lot of ghost stories in that area already. So the four boys found an old hollow elm tree that, for years, had been mistaken for a witch elm. Uh. And as they were out poaching for bird eggs, they decided a hollowed-out old tree would likely be an ideal place for birds' nests. So, uh, this is still like an elm tree. Um, Plus, they're boys, and it's a hollowed-out tree. So, you're going to... I mean, Jesus, I'd be all up in it. Yeah. I, like, I'm assuming there's treasure in it. Yeah. There's somebody before me, definitely. There's something could. in there. Uh, so, a witch elm is like... Uh, it's got like a ton of branches that kind of like um, hang back down. Yeah. I think I know what you're talking okay. about. And then this... But this was more just like an elm tree. Anyways, hollowed out, hollowed out a uh, trunk. Uh, Bob Farmer began climbing up the tree. Then he looked down inside the hollow trunk of the elm tree, elm tree, and saw a skull looking back up at him. Ooh! At first, he thought it was an animal skull, so he pulled it up from the branches that entangled it. And then he noticed a small patch of rotted flesh on the forehead, some hair, and crooked front teeth. 
Bob had not found an animal skull, but rather a human skull. Jesus Christ, Bob. There's Bob reaching <laughs> the fucking trees, climbing them. Uh, the boys were terrified by the discovery, of course. Put it back in the tree. Made the decision not to tell anyone about what they'd found, since they weren't supposed to be in the woods anyways. Oh, yeah. Definitely not supposed to be poaching bird eggs. Going out and hollowed up trees. And then putting your hands in hollowed trees. That's Don't want to do that. So they uh, all made the pact and quickly uh, departed for home. Then how do we hear about it? Well, I'm going to tell you. Okay, I'm sorry. Because of that little fucking snitch, Tommy Willett. <laughs> when you said Tommy, I was like, God damn, what does Tommy what do? What Tommy do? Yeah. Tommy did something. Well, when I first found the story, uh, when his name That's first... That's what you Googled? Fuck Tommy? No. Oh, okay. When his name's first mentioned, it's Thomas Willett's. And then as it goes down and starts talking about how he, what he does... They use they use, make, they use Tommy. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm definitely going back and change to Tommy. Yeah, because I knew like Thomas is like hear, a respectable, uh, at least a little bit more respectable. I think. Well, I think out of those Tommy. four names, though, as soon as you like you said, as soon as you hear Tommy, you're like, yeah. what the fuck, Tommy do? <laughs> Bob Farmer went on to be like a bank manager or something. Oh, Bob Farmer went on to be a fucking wrestling jobber. <laughs> There is a Bob yeah. Farmer. That's well, a then he, he retired and then became a bank he was in manager. The 50s, he'd been a kid. That was that's his gimmick. Okay. He's the banker. He's the banker, Bob, <laughs> banker Bob Farmer. So Tommy Willits, the youngest, Cock-sucker. did not feel comfortable keeping the discovery secret and told his father about what had been found out in the woods. Tommy's father alerted the this is the word alerted the uh, Worcestershire. Just say police. The county police force, <laughs> uh, who went to the site of the discovery the following morning. Inside and around the old hollowed-out elm tree, the police discovered an almost complete human skeleton, some shoes, and fragments of rotted clothing. And then they uh, started searching the surrounding area, and underneath some brush not too far away, they found a severed hand. Ooh! So, uh, yeah, dead body in the trunk of the tree. And that's There's a hand. So hand a little bit farther away. I bet the hand has something to do with the body. I've heard a couple of these stories now. Man, have you been training to be a cop? <laughs> I have. Yep. Your detective skills are <laughs> off the map. On point. On point and off the map. Professor James <laughs> Webster examined the remains at the West Midlands Forensic Science Laboratory. He's Birmingham like, yep, definitely University. a skull. Definitely. <laughs> this is a bone skull. First, I was like, maybe an elbow? Could still be an elbow. After a lengthy and detailed examination of the skeletal remains, the patch of skin, and the remaining hair, Webster determined that the woman was approximately 35 years old, 5 feet tall, with brown hair and irregular teeth and a lower jaw. I'm glad she has a lower jaw. Yeah. Uh, and if there's anybody out there without a lower jaw, I don't mean to make you feel self-conscious or anything. That's a little bit too late, though, isn't it? No, I'm just saying, like, that's good to know that this so, lady had uh, a lower there's the jaw. There's a tree yep. I found her in. All right. So there's a nice little pointer there telling you where the remains are. Uh, that was good of them here? to put that in front of the tree before they took the picture. Right. Here is uh, the skull they found. That's, that's definitely not an elbow. No, elbows don't look like uh, that. So, yeah, there's a little bit of hair and... Yeah, there's still some hair, dirt. Lower jaw. I don't see... I don't think her teeth are that regular, are they? I, I, she's got a big-ass... Yeah. She's got a big-ass mouth. Yeah, she does. So, it's probably what got her killed. <laughs> uh, oh, and, uh, uh... This is what they think... Huh. She looked like. That's what she looked like. They think. I mean, I, now I can see the irregular... She's a lovely gal. She looks Irish as shit. I'm just gonna say that right now. 
Irish. So, I mean, she looks like a linebacker, but other than that... <laughs> she's got a strong jaw. She's a looker. She does have a strong jaw, which is her bottom jaw. Yeah, that's my, like my strong jaw, child. I, I can see why they keep bringing that up. Uh, it was documented by Webster that the unknown woman had given birth at least once. In the tree? In the tree. She gave birth to the tree. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Webster estimated that she had been dead for at least 18 months before she was found, which means she which would mean she had died sometime around October of 1941. Uh, there were no marks of disease or violence on the body, but her mouth had been stuffed with a high-end fabric made from silk. Hmm. Um, and her clothes were, like, nice clothes. Like, they were all made from, like... She was well-to-do. Seemed like it. Um, Webster declared... Was her hand missing? Or you'll probably get to that. I'll I'm get sorry. to that part. Slow down. Slow Boy, your roll. Just, Joel. You know what? Just just enjoy the ride. Okay. Enjoy the ups and downs. I'm, I'm here for it. Webster declared the case of the unknown Loving woman's... it. Loving it? <laughs> you can't say that. It's a McDonald's thing. I'm sorry. Uh, they don't, they have not started sponsoring us yet. <laughs> Send emails. <laughs> they won't. They don't like it's, not, it's like they're not even reading them. I do like McChickens. Uh, yeah. Well, that's not okay. I mean, yeah, go that, on. That could be a whole other podcast. Oh, episode. No, no kidding. <laughs> I fucked you up. Webster declared that the cause of the unknown woman's death was asphyxiation, and that she had most likely been murdered and then pushed into the trunk of the elm tree while the body was still warm. Uh, his theory concerning the warm body is due to the fact that the body would not have fit inside the hollow trunk after the rigor mortis had set in. That's a good point. So, this professor, he's smart. Yep. He uh, he earned his uh They named a dictionary after him. I mean, Jesus Christ. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I didn't... It's crazy they didn't make the dictionary till 1940s. Well. 50s, whatever Open the fuck a book. Everyone. Open a book. And Take a not. look. No, I have them all, but I've never opened one. Reading Rainbow. We're just doing two different podcasts. <laughs> well, if I didn't have to look at this wall. This is what happens when we get two mics. We can't, <laughs> we can't like, we feel like we each have too much power now. Have we mentioned the two mics? I don't think we have. <laughs> I feel like we, like the two mics are like us just starting working out, so we have to mention it to like everybody right. all the time. Yeah. yeah. Man, started working out today. Hey, guys, uh, podcast today, we got two mics now. Got two mics. You know. Anyway. How many mics no you big got? deal. How many mics you got on your podcast? Just yeah. one. Just cute. One. That's Not cute. even doing a podcast, though. <laughs> Whatever. Just doing it for fun, then? Some of us are brave. Some of us <laughs> are uh, cowards that just, you know, let others live life yeah. for us. Anyways. Anyways. Along with the shoes and various articles of rotted clothing, uh, a cheap gold wedding ring, which seemed to have been worn for approximately four years. I don't know how the fuck they determined that. Why did they even have to call it cheap? I mean, I get it, but that guy probably still had to work something to get it. Yeah. You know, maybe that was still like a lot of his paycheck. Also, what's cheap gold? Yeah. Are, are there different types of gold? Man. I thought gold was gold. Gold is gold. I mean, unless like he got her a ring that was like, uh, like onion, an onion ring. Yeah, <laughs> even those, depending on where you get it from, are bad. <coughs> um, Professor Webster reconstructed almost exactly what the woman had been wearing at the time of her murder. This made it possible for the police to release some semblance of a description of the unknown woman, and hopes that someone could identify her. But it's weird that he like came out dressed like that. Yeah, I didn't think he had to put all the clothes on. <laughs> Do you have a picture of that? Um, 
I had Google Safe Search on. That's just what I pictured in my head. Like, Professor we- or Webster showed him. Like, he just walked out like, this is what she was wearing. Like, oh, this old thing. He, like, stuffed the scarf in his mouth. He's like, I can't breathe, boys. Look, okay. Man, if you can go into but that's not what he Webster's did. Uh, autopsy room without a boner, power <laughs> to you. He probably had to draw it, too, because I don't think they had computers back then. I don't think so. So it probably wasn't, like, a PowerPoint presentation. You probably had to, like, sketch the clothes she wore. Probably. Yeah. Or he just... That guy deserves another dictionary. Or he just took some guesses. Yeah. Or he was like, I don't know, she had like a red <laughs> blouse on. She probably had like a short skirt on, you know, really asking for it. Oh, no. Chicks, this is him talking. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, this isn't me. Oh, this was you. No, I don't, no I'm just saying like that's no, this like... what you said back in the 40s. That's like the awful narrative that gotcha. seemed like there is sometimes. Where Professor like, Webster. Yeah, fuck. You yeah. say this all with a British accent then. Good night, mate. That's Australian. Ah, it was last time. That, was the, emu- <laughs> that was the emus. Alright, all right, so Professor Webster. That's Webster's- gonna be so loud, I forgot. Like, we have two mics now. <laughs> two mics. So we each have, like, so, like, yeah, That's the new loud. name of the podcast. Hello, governor. Two mics. Alright, so Professor Webster showed him what she was wearing. Yeah. Um, so then they put out the uh, missing persons, and do you know who this is? Uh, with it being, that's where you saw the picture. She may have been missing a hand. Like, maybe. Maybe, maybe she just, carried- no, yeah, maybe she just carried it around with her. True. She's like, oh, this was my hand, and I lost it. Maybe she cut somebody's hands off. Kept, that's why they. And she kept talking her. about it, so they like stuffed the scarf in because she used to tie the hand back on with the scarf, and it was like her with her two mics. She was like, oh, look, I lost my hand. And like Jesus Christ, Betty. She gets a scarf and two hands or two mics. It's just like our two mics. She always talks about the hand, oh, like we talk up, about like, our two mics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's like, "Oh, my hand fell off, but I tied it on with the scarf." And someone's like, "I can't take it anymore." And they shoved the scarf in her mouth, just trying to stop her from talking, and it killed her. Oh, what do I do now? I'll put her in this tree. But he forgot about the hand, and he didn't think about Tommy and fucking Bob, those other two cocksuckers. I feel like you would have made a great detective in the 40s or the I think, 20s. I figured it out. Like, I got this all figured out, guys. Yep. Did it. I don't even need cum. <laughs> Can we move on? <laughs> Keep the semen to yourself, sailor. Yeah, yeah, now? move on. Can we stop this disgusting I, talk? Yep. Okay. Sure? <laughs> I'm <Okay>. good. <laughs> I can see the cum in your eye. Like you want to. <laughs> it's not nothing in my eye. No, I'm good. Oh, okay. I thought you said something. Okay. With it being wartime in 1943, <laughs> there were an abundance of missing persons reports being filed throughout Europe, and even though these lists were checked carefully, World War II had forced people to change addresses frequently, and it was difficult to make any progress wading through the ever increasing amount of missing persons lists. That's probably the worst part about World War II. All the moving, man. It really just. It, yeah, I mean, just the constantly packing your shit up. Yep. Moving from one attic to the next. <laughs> Sometimes going down into a cellar. Never a, never a normal living situation. Nope. Sometimes it's a, a hollowed out tree. Why'd you, why'd you like, like, you're like, oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't make a move. <laughs> I'm talking about their plight. Yeah, the plight. Up the flight of stairs. To the attic. The stairs, yep. Or the cellar. I don't know, man. It just wasn't a good time. You know what? That's my stance on the whole thing. Yeah, it World wasn't War Two. Not cool. Mm-mm. Not cool what you did, Hitler. War's not cool. Mm. In but, my opinion. But, I mean, you know, if you are to believe the internet, we're headed back. Yep. 
Now, hey, we're too middle-aged to be drafted. Oh, dude, I could be drafted with a shit. I would love it if they tried to draft me. Like, They'd, like, trade you for, like, anything to be named yeah. later. I'm like, just fucking, like, I guess just drop me on somebody <laughs> over there. I don't know. I'm not doing anything. Uh, so, more unusual, however, was that despite exhaustive searches through dental records, no trace of the woman was found. Officials had a description of the woman and the specific irregularities of her lower jaw published in dentist journals in hopes of a response with some information about the identity of the woman. Unfortunately, even with the fact that she'd had a tooth taken out from the right side of her lower jaw within a year of her death, there was no response in the dental world. Hmm. So the police are doing some work for this. I mean, yeah. it's kind of impressive. Like, they find they're, a random body. They're not just like, no one's confessing. It's not It's not like the last story we... They just did, brought like, in everybody and... Just, I don't know, arrest the, arrest the county? Like, hey, look at this skull. Touch it. Feel it. <laughs> Get your, just rub I'm it with your hands a little bit. On it. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so these, I mean, at least these cops are yeah. doing something. They're trying, to, they're trying to get some clues pulled. They're, they're working on some stuff. Uh, so the police were fairly certain that the woman was a stranger to the area due to there being no local missing persons whose description matched that of the victim. And only one clue came from anyone living in the vicinity of Hagleywood. That clue came in the form of a report from an executive of an industrial company in July 1941. So they went back and like, or I don't know if somebody, if this guy remembered it, but he had made this report back in 1941. Okay. Uh, the executive said that he'd been walking home when he heard a woman scream coming from Hagleywood. Within minutes, he met a school teacher who was walking in the opposite direction of him who'd also heard the screams. Two men phoned the police, who arrived and searched the woods, but found nothing. This incident had occurred exactly 20 months before the body was discovered, and the professor had estimated that the woman had been dead for at least 18 months. Uh, so this seems to line up and be a pretty promising lead. Close enough for back then. Yeah. Because if it got cold out there, it might have made that might have made the body like last a little longer or faster. Right. You know, yeah. I think that would be close enough to. Um, and it could just be someone just having fun. I, I can't go in the woods without screaming like a woman. I mean, God, it's just it's, just get out there, folks. I think it's one of in your, the woods. Uh, better qualities, really. Sure. Yeah. You let the you let the woods know. I'm here. I don't know if you know this, but oxygen comes from trees. I mean, you say that like it's a fact, but I don't know if it is. Trust me. Because I've seen it in tanks before. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Trees and tanks? Like, you know. All right. (laughs) I don't know what's happening. So the trees should have kept her alive. Like, I don't think that's how science works. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, I mean, she couldn't get oxygen because of the silk scarf shoved down her throat. All right. So the media... Uh, this goddamn hand. The press. Say something about the hand. Referring to the case now as the tree murder riddle. Oh. So that doesn't really come back up, but I just thought it was. It's not good. very catchy. Ah, uh, no. So, around Christmas of 1943, graffiti began to appear on the walls of empty buildings in various parts of the area, which would at least provide a nickname for the murdered woman. The first of the graffiti messages asked. Who put Lua Bella down the witch elm? And as time passed, the messages would take on what was to be their typical form for years to come, which was, Who put Bella in the witch elm? Who day? <laughs> the messages were seemingly left by the same individual 
as they were carefully written in chalk in three-inch deep capital letters. It was Tommy, wasn't it? That would have been a hell of a twist. (laughs) Uh, Some believed that the messages were just the work of someone with a sick sense of humor, but others believed that they were being left by someone who had information about the crime. Public, Public appeals were made to the mysterious graffiti artist to contact the police and provide them with any information that could help give this woman a name and solve her murder. But the pleas of the public provided no results. The messages continued to appear and have from time to time, even up to the present day. Please from the public. Like the murderer is like at home, got away with this scot free. Yeah. He's like, oh, people just want to know the truth. Well, people maybe thought that whoever this was, the graffiti artist, knew who did it. Oh, okay. Um, but like for whatever reason. We're, I think if they knew, they would be like, this person forward. killed. Unless they were afraid. Yeah. Uh, the media, the immediate result of the early graffiti messages was that the woman was given the nickname of Bella and that every, and everyone, including the police adopted that name for her. Uh, there were and are still many theories as to the identity of Bella and the details of her murder. But the most controversial was provided at the time of the murder by professor Margaret Murray. Murray was a respected anthropologist, anthropologist archaeologist and egyptologist but had goddamn murray she did a lot uh but she had very controversial theories on the origins and organization of witchcraft suggesting that it predated christianity today many of her books have been today many of her books have developed cult fandom including the titles the witch cult western europe the god of the witches and the divine king in england so her uh, the theory of hers that drew that particularly drew negative attention was the one that drew attention to the fact that the hand was detached from the skeleton when it was found. Okay, so that was her hand. So that was her hand, uh, suggesting that this I was, thought it might be. That was a good deduction. Yeah, thank you, Watson. Thank you. Uh, this suggests. Do you do you hand it to me? Do you really have to hand it? To me, I don't know. That well. I stretched bad. I got a hand I, to you. I did, yeah, there, yeah, that's yeah. what I wanted. I got a hand to you, Joe. That's a good deduction. Okay, there we go. I'll go Delete ahead. out. The I'm other. not going to do okay. that. Okay, this will all be in it. Listener, hit your head on something hard, and you'll forget. Just yeah. go. So uh, her theory suggests <laughs> that the detached hand was a sign of a black magic execution. She linked it with the hand of glory which was when a hand would be obtained at the end of the night after it was cut from the body of an executed criminal hanging from the gallows. The severed hand was supposed to possess magical power and was used to protect its owner from evil spirits, reveal where treasure was buried, uh, or even put people to sleep. She also drew attention to the ancient tradition that the spirit of a dead witch could be prevented from causing any more harm by being imprisoned in the hollow trunk of a tree. For a short time, this theory that Bella had been put to death in some sort of ritualistic fashion due to her connection to witchcraft became a popular one. But no evidence was ever discovered to back this theory up, and many people moved on to believing the more likely reason that her hand had been found away from the body. An animal had most likely been responsible for the separation. Uh, the animal theory is a little shaky, though, because it yeah, would Yeah, why would it? another animal would just take it, you would think, or something? Well, it would mean that an animal would have to have climbed five feet up into the tree, then climbed down into the trunk of the tree, found the hand, separated it from the rest of the body, drug it back up out of the tree, yeah, okay. and then carried it away. 
Fuck all that. So that's I was thinking maybe there was a hole that it could have. Yeah, it doesn't seem like the, it says yeah. that there was. So, like, you saw the picture. It was like a yeah. It was a pretty solid piece. And yeah. You got to go through all the vines and shit. Um, it's just weird the hand would be that close for that long. Yeah. Like, if an animal was going to do something with it, I would think. It doesn't, yeah. And you the witchcraft makes sense, though. Like, if she was, like, a gypsy or something like that, which, I mean, I don't, you know, maybe they, because she, she wouldn't have dental records or right. anything, and there probably wouldn't be any sort of record about her if she was, like, into that lifestyle. Well, I mean, uh, so, like, if it's an animal, uh, I know it's, uh, I know all they found is a skeleton or whatever, like, the bone, but I would assume you could still tell if it had been, like, gnawed on. Yeah. As so, they chewed the flesh off. But then they also don't really say, anyway, I couldn't find anything about it. Like, the professor that did the examination never, like, says anything. Like, if you could tell that it was, like, a clean cut. Yeah. How did it, it had been, like, ripped off. Yeah, you, you'd be able to tell that from yeah, the bone, from the bone. obviously. So, that could tell you a lot right there, but I, don't, huh. I, I couldn't find the information. Um, Apparently, it doesn't hold up well from the 40s, so. Yeah. Uh, a second leading theory emerged ten years later. This one with slightly more evidence to support uh, support it than the witchcraft theory it had. Excuse me. A letter was sent to a columnist at the Wolverhampton Express and Star, a newspaper in the Midlands area. The column, the columnist, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Wilfred Byford Jones. Jesus. Because Christ. people had all of the names back then. <laughs> And he was a lieutenant colonel who's now just like a news... I guess at the time, probably being a newspaper columnist was like, you had a voice. Yeah. And, and he, so, he probably was able to get in there and get the details of stories. Yeah. If he was like a lieutenant colonel captain Unless he just like person. gave himself those names. Yeah. So. I, 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 I'm going to give myself more names. You should. We'll have to start... Yeah. We'll like, have to think of some names for Jolifer... <laughs> Jolifer B. Russell... <laughs> Michael... Tedithy Gant. Uh, he had written a series. Damn it, now they know my name. <laughs> he had written a series of articles about the Hagley Wood murder under the pseudonym Quastor? Quastor? Q U A E S T O R. Now everyone knows my password. Quastor. <laughs> uh, he wrote those in November of 1953. So this is like 10 years later that this theory comes about. Uh, the unknown sender of the letter claimed to have, claimed to have information about the murder, and signed the letter as Anna Claverly. Uh, her story went that in 1941, a spy ring had been operating in the West Midlands, passing in on information to the Luftwaffe, which is a generic German term for Air Force, and the official name of the Nazi Air Force. Uh, about the location of munitions factories in the area. The organization involved a British officer who passed on the information to a Dutch contact, who in turn gave it to a spy, who, uh, as a foreign trapeze artist performing at local theaters, would then get the information on to Germany. I think this is a Quentin Tarantino film. I mean, I do like the fact that the spy <laughs> is a trapeze artist. Yeah, that's as pretty well. badass. Like, as she's, like, passing along, she, like, loop slips it or something. You said spiring, and I thought you were trying to say aspiring. Aspiring. And then I was thinking, maybe maybe it's an aspiring spy ring. Maybe. I mean, they were They're aspiring just getting started. Yeah. Uh, Anna claimed that the murder victim was a Dutch woman who had arrived in England illegally in 1941 and became involved in the spy activities. She had apparently learned too much about the operation 
and was murdered by the Dutchman. That's why I don't learn anything. Okay. Smart. Yeah. Who's smart now? The less you know, the less you can be killed for. The little star goes over. Yeah, the more you know. <laughs> the less you know. The less you know. Yeah, whatever. All right, man. so yeah. I can't keep track of what, I'm, what we're saying. That's you should, you should be good. You should be good then. The letter also... Oh, wait a minute. So she was murdered by the Dutchman and the trapeze artist in a car while driving through the Midlands and then taken to the nearby Hagley Wood. The letter also named the British officer who would have been involved, but he was discovered to have died uh, insane... He was insane when he died in 1942. Maybe feeling a little guilty. Maybe. Yeah. That's a good point. Yep. Well, no, he died. This would have been... Yeah, he'd have died, like, about a year after. Well, it would have to be after she died. That's right. Yeah, I just thought it was 1940. So the columnist uh, and the police eventually met with Anna and learned that the British officer who had been involved had been a close relative of hers who was connected to a spy ring selling secrets to Germany. According to Wilfred, uh, some of Anna's facts were verified during investigations by both MI5 and the police. Uh, the Mission Impossible? The mission, John, John Cruise. Tom Cruise was there during the interrogations. You just couldn't see him because he's such a short little fella. He's a tiny little guy. He's a little guy. Uh, the trapeze artist could not be found. But other than that... You're not going to find a trapeze artist unless a trapeze artist wants, wants to you to be found. Yeah, You're not wrong, that. brother. Uh, most of her story was was verifiable, though. Yeah. Um, Had legs. Yeah. And they went all the way up. Only one hand, though. <laughs> oh. Um, so Donald McCormick would write a book in 1968 titled Murder by Witchcraft that covered the Hagleywood murder and another Midlands murder mystery um, that had alleged connections to witchcraft. In his book, Donald mentions that he contacted an ex-Nazi named uh, Herr Franz Rathgib, hmm. who had spent time in the England, English Midlands during the war, and knew a German agent named Leher, who had a girlfriend who was working as a German spy. She was a Dutch woman, possibly named Clara Bella Dronkers, oh. who had lived in Birmingham, was about 30 years old, and had irregular teeth. Um, that's what they're gonna say about me. Like if I got, like I got fucked up teeth, they're gonna be like, "Yo, uh, missing." Put the word out. Yep, we got a dead body with weird teeth. <laughs> and he just keeps saying, "Sure, sure." And it's weird because sure. he's dead. He's dead. He's just sure, sure, sure. The sounds his body is making as it bloats up. It just sure, 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 sure. <laughs> it is a fact that a Dutchman named Johan. Uh, Marinus Dronkers was executed for spying by the British in December of 1942, but it has never been proven that anyone named Clara Bella Dronkers existed. There were also rumors that two German parachutists had landed and vanished in the Hagley area in early 1941, which added more weight to the spy story. Uh, and when news emerged that Bella's skeleton had disappeared what? from Birmingham University... Accusations of a high-level cover-up began pouring in. No explanation was given as to who or what was being covered up, and despite the initial promises of the theory, no arrests were made, and the trail once again went cold. The two biggest pieces of evidence to support the spy theory is that all of the labels and Bella's clothing have been removed, and there was a complete absence of information on the identity of Bella in England, 
which lent the theory that she was a foreigner. So the spy theory sounded pretty good. I, they both sound really good. What yeah. if they're both true? She was a spy in the witchcraft. Up in the, uh, well, here we go with your uh, theory. Yeah. Other theories include that she was a woman who had been impregnated and then killed by a GI. Because fucking Americans. Yep. So we do. Uh, that she may have been a gypsy due to there being reports around the time of gypsies camping in that area. Gypsies um, love scarves. I mean, Steven Tyler, goddamn. So the dude is all scarf. He's all scarf. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's mouth and scarf. And that's it. Uh, mouth. They said it would be that her clothing was inconsistent of that of a gypsy. Like it was real, but that doesn't mean that yeah. they didn't like get it somehow. But yeah. Um, she was perhaps a prostitute who had been taken to the woods by car after being either before or after she was murdered and hidden away in the trunk of the tree. The hand just does. That's what I'm, I can't, it'd be really good if you knew if it was cut off or yeah, ripped how? off. So if it's been ripped off, then it's an animal. Yeah, but yeah, if it was, like, yeah. cut off, I mean, that could have been trying to get information, torture. Yeah, yeah. so the spy thing. If it's witchcraft, it, I could understand the hand needing to be cut off, too. And <laughs> We're not going to understand that. <laughs> I like, get it, okay? I, you know, I empathize with the witches. <laughs> who hasn't cut off a hand in a witchcraft ceremony? Yeah, this year. Us? This year, who hasn't? Twice this year. No. Yeah, we're in day 10. I mean... <laughs> Hands are stacking up. I got fucking spells to cast. You know yep. what I mean? I I feel you. Anyways. Anyways. I don't want to give away too many of my secrets. No. Uh, the explanation given the most credence by the police. That's this was and this is such this the is most so credence stupid. Clearwater revival. Uh, this is the one the police really backed. Okay. Um. <laughs> she was, uh, she was a local girl. That was, nobody knows that in the wood that was in the woods trying to shelter herself from an air raid on Birmingham, since many people fled the city during the German bombings, and perhaps the murderer had been there for the same reasons. Oh yeah, the killing had been a spur of the moment incidents incident, probably after an attempted rape. So she's in the woods hiding from bombs. Some random dudes in the wood hiding from bombs. Yeah. Then you can blame it on the other guys, too. You're like, they drove him to the woods. It's the fucking and... Germans. Yep. He sees her and, like, sure, the whole world's blown up. Well, I mean, if you're about to get blown up. It's, this, uh, it's a hard time to convince a girl, like. Yeah. yeah, definitely she needs to be in on it. <laughs> okay, I'm not saying that. I mean, I'm not like that. Like, oh, the world's got to end. <laughs> I'm like, hey, baby, world's gonna end. She's gotta be in on it. I mean, I see you don't have a hand. I mean, she's gotta be a participant. <laughs> they call me Bobby Fister. The guy was also a witch. Yeah. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna get a couple of <laughs> He was the government of spy witch. Killing two birds with one stone. <laughs> uh, and he was a spy. <laughs> Good lord, this guy's awesome. Other than the rapist. I don't like the rapist. This part. is my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie. Uh, the theory doesn't hold up well because if Bella was indeed a local who would escape to the woods and find shelter, uh, clues about her identity would have surely turned up by now. Yeah. Either from relatives attempting to locate her. School people. I mean, records. somebody. Yeah. Even if she's like an orphan, like she belongs to an orphan. She's like somebody. She would have had some possessions somewhere in the city, you would think, right? Yeah. And it sounds like they made it a big deal. Like they were actively like letting people know that, you know, putting her picture yeah, out there. And so that, uh, that Like, hey, you know anyone with a fucked up jaw? You're like, do I? 
That's Bella. That sounds like Bella. So, I mean, I gave the police credit earlier, but that's fucking dumb. That's the one they were yeah. really. Um, I'm glad it, I'm glad the scales evened out on that one because it felt bad. Yeah. You're yeah. like, cops are the best. Yeah, it was weird for me. <laughs> uh, I agreed, though. So that's why my stomach hurt. I was but, like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> on August 18th. Sure, thanks. cops are the best. Woo! Uh, I'm going to delete that. Okay. I don't want that out there. Okay. Uh, on August 18th, 1999, graffiti was found on a 200-year-old stone obelisk. Uh, which is a fancy word for, like, looks like the, uh, Washington Monument. Okay. I don't know what, I don't know what an obelisk actually is. It looks like just a pillar. I'll tell you after we're done recording. Um, it stands on the Hagley Hall Estate, and in tall white letters, it said, Who put Bella in the witch tree? Witch elm. So this is 99. Um. 50-some years later. Seems like a story that's going around them. Yeah. Uh, in June of 2016... Probably like Tommy's grandson. Probably. Bryson or something. Also Tommy. Oh, yeah, Tommy. I mean, it's Tommy. They're Tommy's <laughs> uh, Tommy Bryson. Once, you, once you're a Tommy, <laughs> that name never goes away. Tommy boy. Uh, in June of 2016, a cardboard sign was found attached to a fence near the woods. Once again, asking the same question. But by 2016, like, I saw this story back in, like, late 2000s on some random forum. Yeah. So, I mean, by then, yeah, people definitely would have just been putting it up there. Surprised it's not out there more. Uh, yeah, that's a, uh, that's a, that's a weird one. Not quite done. Oh, I'm, I know. I'm just, sorry. Oh, yeah. sorry. I don't. Okay. Uh, I didn't mean that. Like, I'm not done yet. There's <laughs> like a little bit more. Okay. It's not a good one. Fuck me. Keep going. Uh, the police officially closed the investigation in 2009. <laughs> But have marked it, have left it marked as unsolved, and are still waiting to hear any new leads, or still willing to hear any new leads. Uh, it was after the investigation was closed that it was discovered that Bella's bones had disappeared. So yeah, they didn't figure that out till 2009. Oh, and that could be really anything. Yeah, I mean they're incompetent as fuck. Somebody could just brush them off the table. Like, yeah. Oh Jesus, what are these? 1940s. Uh, after Professor Webster had examined the remains in 1943. He sent them to a friend at the university for some unofficial tests. I don't know what that means. Uh, but there are no records showing what happened to the remains after that. Leading to, as mentioned earlier, many speculating this was ex- this was proof of a cover-up at the highest level of government. It was probably whatever whoever whatever unofficial tests they were doing, they had to get rid of the evidence. Yeah, that's, that does sound Sounds weird, fishy. right? Or uh, they just sent them for students to start studying. Yeah, I mean, yeah. who knows? They're probably like still in a pile of other bones or something. Hey, if you got some bones laying around and you're not sure where they came from, I mean, I got bones, but I know who, I know where they came from. But if I come across any bones, yeah, yeah, I'm very, yeah, I'm, I'm organized. Right. But like when I come across bones, I don't know, I'm going to check the hand. Could be Bella. That's probably worth a pretty penny. I come across some bones. It's weird. They call me the bone collector. Mm. That's a (laughs) movie. (laughs) Is that your movie for tonight? Did I get it already? <laughs> yep. Uh, shortly after. Look at that. Ooh, that's going to be loud. MI5 declassified their file on a Gestapo agent they interrogated named Joseph Jacobs. I like not saying Joseph Jacobs. Joseph Jacobs. Yo likes it a lot. <laughs> I'm not Jacobs. Jacobs had been arrested in 1941 after parachuting into... Uh, yep, in Jupiter. The UK. I'm not saying this name. When he was captured, Jacobs had a photo of his lover on him. Uh, his lover being a German woman named Clara Burl. How was her jaw? It doesn't really say, but he uh. said that she was a cabaret singer and actress, 
and claimed that she was recruited by senior members of the Nazi organization as a spy because she spent I a few years. I did not see that coming. Performing in the West Midlands and could speak English with a Birmingham accent. That is a Quentin Tarantino movie. This is all, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go on. Jacob stated that, the, that Clara was supposed to parachute into the Midlands after he had made radio contact with her, but doubted she ever made the journey since he was arrested before he could communicate with her. Jacobs was ex- executed by a firing squad. <laughs> hey, good story, bro. <laughs> on, 19, on August 15, 1941. And was the last man to be put to death in the Tower of London. War. What's it good for, man? Absolutely nothing. Yeah. He's going to kill all the Jacobs of the world, the and then we're going to be safe. The like, oh, thank God the Jacobs oh, are gone. Here, this is what, uh... Ah, who put so, so there's what in the, the graffiti looks like. Um, this is the obelisk. That's weird, because that's my tramp stamp tattoo. It's a cool one, I think. Yeah. Who put Bella in the uh, witch elm? Oh, here's, uh, like, what the trees look like. Again, uh, okay, and so this is the picture of her lover, this or is his the lover, actress, singer, okay. actress, lover. Uh, Claire, Clara, she, she's got a jaw there. She's got some legs on her. Yeah, she's got two hands. Well, I only see one hand. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, Clara, <laughs> she has some legs <laughs> on her. <laughs> if you're keeping score and you're not following along on the internet, and you're like, does this lady have legs? Guess what? Two of them, hands, maybe only one. Yeah, I'm. I mean, we're describing things. She's yeah. got a face. She's got a face. Her jaw, eyes, and a nose. She looks like the Joker in her grin. Man, she got a pearl necklace. You know what I'm saying? Two of them. Two of them. Uh, Clara. <laughs> Just like our two mics. Made for a strong possibility of being Bella because she would have been 35 if she died in 1941, and English-speaking audiences would have possibly misheard her name as Clara Bella. Her singing and acting career also came to a sudden end in 1941. Coincidence. The theory held strong until September 27th, 2016. When she dropped a diamond into the ocean from the Titanic. When oh, a blogger, less, it's much less cool. <laughs> when a blogger known as Giselle K. Jacobs debunked it and proved that Clara Burl was a German actress and singer who had died at a Berlin hospital on December 16th, 1942. Oh, fuck. It wasn't the, her legs, was it? It wasn't her legs. Thank God. The blogger ordered Clara's birth registration that also provided a death registration number in Berlin. Oh. Uh, Giselle, the I thought blogger, we solved it. Had used, the number to, or used that number to write to the appropriate German civil registration office and received a letter in response verifying that the actress had died from a lung infection and veronal poisoning. In a Berlin hospital, and Veronal, or how do you say it, was a popular sleep aid that, after prolonged use, required more and more of it to get the same effect. Uh, so it's likely that Clara had accidentally overdosed while trying to suppress the side effects of the lung infection and get some sleep. So it's like taking melatonin, but it, like if you just keep fucking take, because it it worked a little too well. It does at first, yeah, and then after like a few weeks, it like dies out. You got to give it like a month. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she just kept taking. Uh, so unless Bella's bones are once again found and subjected to proper DNA testing, it is unlikely that anyone will ever truly know who she was and why her body was placed in the trunk of an old hollowed-out elm tree. So check your bones, people. I can't drive it home enough. <laughs> if you don't take anything else away from this podcast, check your bones. Check the bones and your body. Yeah. Make sure that you don't have Bella's bones. How many bones have you accidentally eaten? Oh, man. <laughs> Today? Uh, the tree still stands in Hagley Wood, 
And there have been many reports of paranormal activity in the immediate My and surrounding hand. areas. There's a uh, pub, like a local pub there, that has been around for like since even then. And uh, after she, after they found the body and all that shit, the pub started. Of course, there were paranormal sightings and oh, I thought you were gonna say like hand sandwiches or something. Like no, they could hear like people talking. Oh yeah. And then, like, ever since, like, that's a hot spot now for all that. So, what we should do next week is go visit the fucking tree and get those four little kids. Because they're still alive. They're probably, like, 70 to 80. In their 40s. They were, yeah, let's, let's, because the youngest was Tommy, who was 11. It's fucking Tommy. So they were probably between 11 and 16. Yeah, so they're probably, like, 30 now. Nope. No? 30? 28. <laughs> we're in the 40s. So I know I'm just saying they're like 80. you look real serious. I know acting. They're like eighty and or ninety. Yeah, and I'll carry them out there if I have. Your to. hat's making you're throwing everything off I'm for sorry. me. You got four eyes. I do. It's weird. But I don't have glasses, which is weird. So yeah, yeah. I'm going with a uh, spy. Man, I like the I like the witch angle. I do too. But uh, I mean, I'm going witch. Okay. I guess this, one of us is going to prove the other one wrong, motherfucker. I don't think we're so if you're out there and you know about this and you're the one maybe that killed her. So Bella, if you're listening, <laughs> who killed you? <laughs> who killed you? Who put you in the witch home? And I think... Uh, and what'd you, what happened with the hand, man? I think the lack of response from Bella proves that I'm right. Because oh. if she was a witch, she, she probably would like still be able to communicate she with She doesn't us. like you, though, because like I feel like... The way you talk about her is dismissive, and when I talk about her, like, there's a real interest. Well, I mean, I feel like... What's that? Wait, 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 she's talking to me. It was witchcraft? They cut off your hand? Yep, I was right. I mean, I wish I could talk to her. I am sorry. You're the one that talks to her, so I'm going to take your word. Okay, so it was witchcraft. (laughs) Solved it. You heard it here first. Solved it. Uh, What's her last name? She's gone. Oh. <laughs> After we solved it, she was set free. Oh, shit. I forgot that's how that yep. works. Yep. It was beautiful. Right. So that's the story of who put <laughs> Bella in the witch elm. Yeah. We don't really know. Don't I wasn't know. really talking to her. What? No. You've I don't got know. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. With all these ghosts. Let me. I'm, that's what I do. Well, I'm a trickster. Uh, so let's see. What's your, it's me, Tommy, the whole oh, time. I ripped Joel's face off. Holy shit. I put her in the tree, motherfucker. You were 11. I know. You would have been 9 when you did it. Yep. It's impressive, Tommy. Thank you. It's impressive. I've been Joel for 40 years now. <laughs> Just for this Just moment. Just for this moment. That Two makes, mics, baby. We did it. That makes as much sense as the uh, hiding in the woods from the bombs. Yeah. <laughs> That's where you go for bombs in the woods. I don't know. I mean, I get running into the woods, but like the the chances that like people heard us. People scream. are all running from a city. Yeah, from bombings. And there's just two random people out in the woods all by. Wouldn't like, you like stick with people and yeah. be like, "Let's go do this"? That's everybody just hated Bella. Yeah, and you're the one that seems fond of her, but everybody else I've talked to is kind of yeah. like, mm, it's kind of a bitch. <laughs> Damn. Fucking gangly teeth. So she did have it coming, is what you're saying. You're glad she's dead. That's what you want to say about this. All of this is so you can finally get it out into the world that you're fucking glad that this girl was killed and dumped into a tree. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
I just wanted to make that sure. That was the point. <laughs> that was the whole reason we did this story. Cool. I so get now it. Now that it's out there, uh, good to get that off my chest. Yep. I'm glad she's dead. <laughs> and if I had it to do it again, I'd kill her. Oh. So, hey, what's your, uh, you got a movie plot? I do. I don't even need notes for this I don't one. Need notes. All right, here we go. And I'm going to give you the actor's name. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. So, get this Liam Nielsen. Nielsen? Liam Nielsen is like a mild mannered dude, right? Okay. But then some motherfuckers start <laughs> acting a fool. Nope, not taken. And he got to not be a mild mannered motherfucker. Oh, and he got to kick ass. Okay. And that's it. Liam Neeson kicks ass. Wow. <laughs> so Liam Neeson is, is a mild mannered motherfucker. Yeah. And then some fools. They, they start, start acting. They a start fool. motherfuckers start acting a fool. So Liam Neeson. He's just a badass. Got to be a badass. Yep. I know it really narrows it down. Wow. That. That's all of his movies. Okay, here's another. This ten, it's it's a little dark, man. The movie. Oh man, really? You went deep. <laughs> I just thought it would be funny to go with Liam Neeson's like. Holy about, shit! I forgot Liam Neeson has been acting since the fucking. That's like every movie he's in. He's like he starts mild manner, and then like like the train movie, the Taken movies, the one where he's like the snowplow driver. Oh god, Dark Man, like all the of Dark his, Man. Yeah. yeah, that was my favorite. What did movie. he do between Dark Man? Kill people. Every movie he just kills people. I I've gone back and watched his romantic movies. He's got to kill the girl's like current boyfriend first, and then they get. No, I don't know. Uh, let me, uh, so, <laughs> yeah, wow, that's. Like, I, see, like, go look on there. I bet he has at least ten movies with like that plot though. I'm looking. Yeah, I'm looking to see now. Because there's three Takens, and they they do start him out as mild manner in these movies. You know, like he's a, like you know he's X something or whatever. It was like uh, that. Like in Taken, he's like a dad, you know. He's like, oh, I can't take being divorced from my wife. I'm sad. Yeah. And then, like, they take his daughter, and he's like, I'm not the man to mess whatever he says. I have a particular set of skills. Yeah, that's it. I almost didn't nail it. And um, I just like Dark Man, and I wasn't really prepared. So I was like, I'll do that. It'd be funny. Even think- and it's already gotten way more out of it than what I expected. Like, anytime you say Liam Neeson. I think you immediately go to like Taken yeah. as the first thing he ever did. That seems like that's, that's not even close to true. Cause, no, okay. he's been around for a long. I mean, well, he was in the fucking Star Wars movies. He was in fucking yeah. Schindler's List. He was all. He was Schindler. He killed. Yeah, did he kill? <laughs> did he kill Nazis or something? No man, he used. To I be, haven't seen Schindler's List, but imagine him in it. So how did? When did he turn into like a I'm badass? Looking. He started acting in 1978. Wow, how's the year before I was born? Is it? I'm old as fuck. I'm 40. Born in 79. Well, feel, think about how old he feels. He's got to be uh, at least 42. Let's see, he was, in that, he was in an episode of Miami Vice. Um, Let's see what the first thing... Okay, so I don't know if you know this movie or not. Okay. Uh, Next of Ken. That sounds familiar, Patrick but... Patrick Swayze. I don't think I do. Oh, man, it's great. It's one of my favorite movies. It's yeah. not my favorite. But he's it's in one it? my favorites. Yeah, Liam Neeson's... Uh, what year was that? 1989. Okay. So, uh, and then the next year would be Darkman. Once you once you hit your trailer on old Patrick Swayze, it's straight to the straight to the top. So basically, Patrick Swayze's from uh, West Virginia. Yeah. It's like that mountains area. and uh, But he's a cop in the city. But then one of his brothers... Did they remake it? Uh-uh. Okay. I mean, maybe, but like... I'll look it up totally on YouTube right now. Uh, let me see. Then he didn't really do much until he was in a uh, leap of faith. Uh, and then Schindler's list. 
Huh. In 1993. Then from there, a bunch of shit. Star Wars. The Haunting. I remember when the Star Wars remakes and stuff. Or not the remakes, but you know, the prequels they did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Love Actually. Uh, Kingdom of Heaven. And then Batman Begins. He was fucking Rosh Al Ghul. Oh, yeah, that's right. Or no, he was... Dick. So that was maybe the, that was maybe the start of it. Wasn't he the guy that like trained Batman or something? Yeah, what? Is what I thought. Wow, who the fuck is Descartes? So it seems like later in his life he's like turned. I was into, like he was supposed to be Raj Al Ghul. That's what I, I I remember from the movie. So go like his most recent movies. So then, two thousand eight, he did Taken. Okay. Uh, then he does. He did some like. Didn't do a whole lot of anything. Clash of the Titans. The A-Team. Um, and then the Grey, where he fights wolves. Yep. Mild Manor kills wolves. Uh, Taken 2. Taken 2. Non-stop was the first non-Taken Taken. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Isn't there one where he's on a plane, too? Uh, that's it. Non-stop. What's the one on... There's one on a train, though. Or is that him on the... So, non-stop, he's an air marshal. Okay. Uh, There's one of him on a train, too. Then he was in... Oh, he was in A Million Ways to Die in the West. I never uh, watched that. comedy with Seth MacFarlane. Okay. Then he was in A Walk Among the Tombstones, which was uh, just basically taken again. He was a private investigator, but he was hired. He was an investigator. (laughs) He was hired to find somebody else's kid. I've been paid to have a certain (laughs) set of skills. Uh, run Run all night. Is I think the one you're thinking of. No, he's in another one about the train. Yeah, there's Run no... on Night I haven't seen, but it's apparently great. Okay. But again, it's his kid is going to be killed by like this like mobster. Is that the one where he's the snowplow guy? No. Okay. Because <laughs> no. I see that one and his he kills motherfuckers. Yeah. Uh, I think there's got to be a support group of like people who've like had to act like they've been killed by Liam. The Neeson. computer. Okay. The what? How? I don't understand. Like. I... He's like, now what? We're on a train this time? That's different enough. I guess enough zeros on a check, you know. He's an insurance salesman, ex-cop, <laughs> caught up in a criminal conspiracy during his daily commute home. Yep. And then Cold Pursuit. Cold Pursuit. I I watched it. <laughs> did you really? I did. I, I bought it. I ran it on Amazon Prime, man. Oh, man. I was like, Liam Neeson fucking kills people? A grieving snowplow driver. <laughs> Seeks out revenge. Against- I don't even know if Dark Man was the movie I thought of now. Like maybe I was wrong. Maybe it is that <laughs> you one. You described all of them. All of them, yeah. Action movies. And then yeah, he was in the It's like uh, that or Love Actually. <laughs> He's got one, two, three, four, five, six movies coming out. <laughs> Take him how many of these? Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Uh he's in a movie called The Minuteman, where he's a rancher <laughs> who becomes the unlikely defender of a young Mexican boy. Desperately fleeing the the cartel assassins. He's in uh, the Ice Road. Okay, let me tell you what the Ice okay. Road is about now. Okay. He's an Ice Road trucker, and he picks up a lot lizard. And he just wears that shit out. But Close. guess what? The lot lizard is his daughter. So now he's after himself. Oh, shit. And it's like he's like this is this is Oscar moment. Like he's like he just downward spiral, fucking kills himself. And it's like it's his to go find himself. Yeah, and he has to find himself too for what he did to his daughter. He didn't know it was his daughter though. Yep. 
the ice. And that's road why to you. Hell. That's why you never wear out a lot, lizard. <laughs> You're pretty close. You're pretty All close. Right. He's <laughs> an ice truck driver. Okay. Uh, but a diamond mine. Ooh. Uh, collapses and he leads an impossible mission an impossible rescue mission over a frozen ocean spoiler obviously he doesn't make it if it's impossible yes unless he's liam neeson or tom cruise or tom cruise uh i'll watch both those movies that you just described i'm gonna watch liam neeson is like he's like a more sophisticated jason statham at this point you think? I think so, because to me, because I could watch any Jason Statham movie. Oh yeah, I can watch I could, any Jason Statham. Movie. I can watch any Liam Neeson. Well, man, movie. I'm not any any of these action movies. I couldn't watch Love Actually. Schindler's List. I I wouldn't have any interest in that. Oh, listen to this one. This is gonna, this is called Honest Thief. <laughs> A bank robber tries to turn himself in because he's falling in love oh. and wants to live an honest life. But when he realizes the feds are more corrupt than him, he must fight back to clear his name. We got some good Liam Neeson. Sounds like Liam's got a Neeson, if you know what I'm saying. I don't. At all. Liam gonna Neeson. He's gonna Neeson? Yeah. Sounds like Liam's gonna (laughs) Neeson. I can't say anything. So now that you know all of Liam Neeson's discography, or is it discography? Whatever it's called. Uh, Enjoy some movies on us. I bet he killed that chick. He needs to do that movie where he's like, I can't find my Lula Bell. That's pretty good. Oh, that's not a bad Liam Neeson. Impression. I can't find it. Put your cell phone under the bed yeah, and let it record. You're going real. <laughs> yeah, you're going way older. All right. We got to stop this. Uh, He's like not done, a, although he got in some trouble. Really? Very recently. He was doing... He's, oh, yeah, because he said something... It, it was for that Snowplow movie, I think. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like, he was saying something about that. Like, he brought up where if... Some, something happened to him when he was, like, younger, and yeah. he was robbed, and he said something kind of racially. Somebody, like, yeah, robbed his... Somebody, like... I still love him. him. Or whatever. Uh, you, know who I, like, you know who I think is... He's the same guy, but has avoided all of that shit? Who? Daniel Craig. Yeah. Uh, who's that last movie, Knives Out. Is that uh, good? Chris, that's so good. I've heard it's good. I need to watch it. It's really good. It's a murder mystery. Ooh. Uh, so yeah. Um, Is Liam Neeson in it? No. Fuck that movie. other Liam Neeson is. Okay. Just tell me he's in it and I'll watch it. Like the whole time I'll just be waiting. I'm like, come on, Liam Neeson. Also, if you want to do the movie where he has to kill himself. Like, if he has to fight himself. Yeah. Just get Daniel Craig to play the other Liam Neeson. I just meant like. He's got to fight himself, like, emotionally. I mean, it seems a little <laughs> uh, artsy-fartsy to me, Joe. Oh, it's real artsy-fartsy. He's going to, it's his Oscar. He's going out on a ledge. I just want to see uh, <laughs> I just want to see him fight each other. CGI yeah. that bitch. Be, that would be good. Oh, my God. Liam Neeson versus Liam Neeson. <laughs> Hollywood, Hollywood, if you're listening to this right now. And then the winner has to fight The Rock. Yeah, do it. Do it. You won't do it. <laughs> You're scared, right. Hollywood. You're scared. So let's hope this episode uh, came out a lot clearer than our past ones. I think it will. Two yeah. mics. Two mics, guys. Two mics. If you didn't know, <laughs> uh, we'll remind you because... Middle-aged, um, mediocre, and multiple mics. You know what we got to talk about real quick? Oh, yeah. What do you think we got to talk about real quick before we get out of here? Because we made a promise to the fans. We did? We did. Joe... I don't know. Uh... Have you put anything new in your pee hole lately? Oh, my pee hole. God, I haven't thought about my pee hole in weeks. 
One week. <laughs> One week. Yeah. I haven't put anything in, but I haven't taken anything out either. There you have it, everybody. <laughs> That's the pee hole update. And uh, for Joel, I'm Cash. This has been me- Middle Age Mediocre Episode 12. Two mics. Hoopa Bella in the Witch Elm. I don't know.